everyone. Welcome to another snowy episode of CBIA's BizCast. I'm Shannon King. This week, I talked to Julianne Blanford, General Manager of NewStream, located in Mansfield. NewStream is a hydroelectric equipment manufacturer specializing in hydro turbines. Julianne explains how hydro turbine technology works and why it's an underrated renewable energy resource that businesses across the world have invested in. Newstream's offices are housed in an old, restored manufacturing mill along the Mansfield Hollow, which you'll hear me ask Julianne about at the beginning of our conversation. As always, please rate, review, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I really appreciate your feedback and support. And with that, here's my interview with Julianne. I did a little bit of research because I'm a big nerd and I grew up near Mansfield, and the Kirby Mill uh, used to be used as a cotton thread manufacturer, and then it was an eyeglass frame manufacturer. Um, but today, the building is 100% powered by hydro turbines uh, on the Willimantic Reservoir. So just to start, what does it mean to bring new life and new technology into such an old manufacturing facility? Um, the, there's a lot of history there, a lot of things that have been made there. There. Does being in the old space inspire you um, a little bit more than it would be if you were in a brand new, you know, high tech facility? The the old mill for me, it's it's like the hum and and true pursuit of American exceptionalism. I feel like Newstream is a really proud story for America and particularly for Connecticut. This is. This is a story of people that were interested in history, were interested in how how things used to work, how we used to get the energy to businesses to you know make cotton and make the eyeglasses. Respect that and learn from that, but also innovate. And and um, yeah, I, I think that's what Newstream does every day. And the history is absolutely inspiring. Also, just to go back to to history a little bit hydropower is not a new technology um we you know humans have been using water to power things for i don't know how long i'm not going to pretend to be a you know a history (laughs) expert here um but tell me tell me about hydropower turbines maybe specifically new streams um what what is the technology? What does it do? And um, how is Newstream's technology different than other turbines from other companies? Hydropower technology works from taking water that's you know up a little higher, <laughs> so elevated in some way, and passing it through the turbine. The turbine um, uses you know that water to convert it into electricity. And then returns the water back to its original source. You know, and typically when people think of hydro, they think of a dam that used to be required. You know, that you would have to have a dam. You you would, um, you know, there was important work that dams were doing in waters that would potentially flood an area during a high time of rain. You know, using, you know, regulating how much water would come out of that reservoir to push it through a turbine to create energy. And so um, that that is the, the hydro model, the conventional hydro model that's important right now for the grid. What Newstream does is um, a little different in that we wanted hydropower to be rapidly deployable, to be inexpensive, to implement, 
and ultimately, you know, have a positive ROI. I think you have to start by looking at, we do not need uh, to, to dam up any water source to, to create that um, original source of water. We can use um, what we call run of river water where, where we can just, you know, hook in a pipe at um, one elevation at one part of a river or a canal. And then we can run that pipe alongside the, the river canal, run it through the turbines and then just return it back, you know, let's say over 300 feet or so. If you turn to our hydro turbines and the design and technology of Nutrius hydro turbines, um, we, we knew that innovation in this hydropower sector is going to rely on intelligence and modular standard hydropower. You know, hydropower used to be customized. Every turbine was customized for every site. And, you know, it's sort of like how homes used to be customized for every family and built. Um, but every industry moves towards standardization, and hydropower is doing that now. Um, there's a lot of innovation in this space. And, uh, you know, Newstream, we, we saw that, you know, 10 years ago and started to build towards that. So our turbines, um, they, they're intelligent. They actually run off of, um, uh, a feedback loop that ensures that it is always, um, getting the most out of the water that it can. So, so the efficiency, uh, of the turbine itself is, is constantly optimized. And then the, the turbine itself is, um, is modernized. So we took, we took a design that was tried and true, you know, sort of like taking a, a, a you know, just the idea of a car on four wheels, you know, you take it, that design works, right? All you have to do as um, time goes on is you have to modernize around that design, right? We need more safety features. We need more automation. We need to add software. Um, and that's what we've done. We've taken this, uh, tried and true design of the of the turbine, the basic design, and build an automatic brake that can um, turn on and turn off automatically. No human intervention needed. Um, we've we've built um, the turbine so that the blades that control the water as it moves through the turbine can adjust again automatically. So. There's, a, again, no need for a human intervention. We have our turbines that are built on one base frame and like the size of the actual turbine itself, the blades, every, every part of the turbine is the, is the same, but we can couple it with generators that go from 75 kilowatts to 250 kilowatts. If your site happens to have more potential energy that we could extract from it, then another site, we will still build the same turbine, which is great for reliability, for maintenance. Um, but what we'll do is we'll couple it with a different generator. Two questions. Where are most of your customers located? Are they all over the world? Um, and then two, generally, who are your customers? In my mind, um, it sounds like it would be manufacturers, municipalities, maybe even states that want to be able to um, harness power from water or, you know, control it in some way. Um, so two questions, where are most of your customers located? And then um, what sort of industry are most of your customers in? 
we have customers, yeah, so there are markets all over the world that can use small hydropower. What what we've seen is, um, you know, from, I mean, I guess I could just give you an overview. There's irrigation districts out west, you know, out west in the U.S., there's these massive canals that bring water into um, farmlands in Washington and Oregon and Idaho. And um, because their water is already channelized, they are a great case for small hydropower, particularly our new container solution, where we uh, put our turbine inside a shipping container and we, we deliver it to that site in a prefabricated sort of way. So I would say irrigation districts out west are, are a big target for small hydropower. New England mills, you know, we were born and, <laughs> born and made and developed right here in New England. Um, if you know about New England mills, you know a lot of them have roughly the same um, site circumstance, meaning their dams are all about the same size and the flow that's coming through them is all about the same. New England mills um, have often put a hydro site next to the mill to power the mill. A lot of those hydro sites need to be retrofitted for new technology, or they could use our, um, our intelligence on their existing turbines. I- islanded communities is another one. You know, wherever there is a remote community, think um, like Alaska or North Canada or, you know, like sometimes, you know, actually an island like Puerto Rico, uh, they can't connect into our national grid and get that kind of stability. And because new streams generators can can solve a lot of those grid resilience problems and grid flexibility issues, um, we are a great solution for remote communities and, you know, for bringing electricity to villages that right now, you know, will fly in diesel to get through the winter, it's, you know, and, and don't really have... Um, like good sources of electricity. Three more um, markets come to mind. Um, the private markets, like, you know, we've heard of Subaru and Ford and, and Google, where they want to run their businesses on 100% renewable. Well, they could use a technology like ours to help them reach their goals. The mining community is the next one that I would bring up. You know, the, the mining community by nature, they they create um, a lot of pressure in that they, you know, just create elevation drops, they create holes. And so in creating those elevation drops, they have the one piece that we need for, for uh, hydro electricity to be made. The other is, a, you know, a good amount of water to be flowing. And in mining operations, there's a lot of water that is flowing to carry out the mining operations. And lastly, I would say, Existing hydro, you know, so our um, intelligence that I mentioned earlier, the, the new tech controller is what we call it. And it's an intelligence that, you know, optimizes for efficiency, creates efficiency on any dual regulated taplin. It doesn't have to be our dual regulated taplin. It can be a dual regulated taplin by any manufacturer of any size that's already installed. This is probably, I should have probably asked this at the top, but how big are these turbines or like what, what different sizes do you manufacture and sell um, to your customers? Like if you could compare them to an object, <laughs> um, um, like how big can they get? Our turbines are about the size of a septic tank. 
you know, so a, a turbine is, it's about not, it's about a nine foot wide by nine foot tall by nine foot long, you know, sort of cube structure. So what we do is, you know, if your if your site needs, you know, so we can only fit so much water through a turbine of that size, like a septic size, our, our diameter is um, 48 inches. And so if you need more turbines for your flow, then we just add turbines. That's, that's the beauty of our approach is that, um, you know, if, if you have enough flow, like here at, at the Kirby Mill, we have enough flow for five turbines. And so instead of making one big turbine, we have five proven turbines with a proven design that we coupled with a hundred kilowatt generators. What's the advantage there is that when the you know flow varies, you know, flow from rivers, it varies. It goes, you know, up and down seasonally. And so as the flow drops down, you know, if you just had one big turbine, the turbine would just turn off because there wasn't enough flow to actually move the blades around. But when you have um, five smaller turbines, well, what happens is we'll just turn off one turbine at a time. And so instead of making no energy, like in the one big turbine or two big turbines idea, you're just making, um, you know, you'll, you'll leave on one or two turbines so that you can get um, energy from the site. So you... You mentioned something before about um, sustainability and renewables, and I just want to go back to that um, specific um, kind of area um, about this technology. So Connecticut in particular, in covering these energy issues, uh, Connecticut obviously has a zero carbon goal. How does hydropower fit into that conversation of embracing more renewables, having a diversity of renewables, uh, particularly for the state? Connecticut leads the way in many ways in buying into renewables and the advantages that they give us. The one thing I would advocate for from a hydro perspective is that at the state level, you know, like you said, we have our, our RPS um, and you know, we want to get to clean energy by a certain date. And that's amazing. But I think right now we're not recognizing hydro to the same extent as other renewables. You know, hydro plays a really important part um, and offers grid services that other renewables don't offer. Like, so, so we like to say solar is daily, wind is weekly, and hydro is seasonally. And um, we think of hydro as sort of the backbone of clean energy. You know, that, that's happened for a lot of reasons, you know, and I think, you know, in, in a big way, when we decided that we wanted to push towards renewables, you know, I think people looked at hydro and thought maybe there's not, you know, um, a lot of innovation happening in that space or um, we don't really need to help hydro as much as we need to really push solar and wind along. But now that these industries have matured, I think we're seeing that, you know, the, the renewable energy that we, we the, the grid that we're going to get to, it's going to be a portfolio of all these technologies. And we need to level the playing field between hydro and solar and wind. Um, so that when we're talking about renewable energy, we're not really just talking about two. What are some of the reasons uh, why hydropower is not as uh, embraced as wind and solar. So when I think solar, 
um, you're putting solar on top of buildings, on top of houses. So um, it is a business and it could be a residential decision as well. Wind, obviously, they're massive, massive projects. Um, and, uh, you know, those take time to build and um, to manage and things like that. So how is hydropower different in terms of um, making a decision to use it and then in terms of managing it? If you're looking at a site where, you know, you want to invest in a renewable, you want to bring a project online. Like we have to get to a certain amount of renewable energy. And if we want to do that in Connecticut and we want to do that in a very smart way, we want to be able to look at hydro when it fits into the space better than solar or wind, right? Um, and that's, you know, just from like a site level. Then on a, on a grid level, like if you take it a step higher than that, um, you know, solar and wind are intermittent energies. And the grid itself, the actual electric grid, it, it can't store the energy, right? So if you create energy because the sun is up, um, then when the sun goes down, you're not creating that energy anymore, but people are still demanding energy. We, we have to, you know, look at the services that hydro can provide to the grid. And a lot of that is the consistency, the resiliency of being there when solar and wind can't be there. Right. Certainly. Cause water does not stop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Water, <laughs> the sun- water flows on and on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The sun can go down. It can be a less windy day, but yeah, water, especially in rivers and things like that does not stop moving. Julianne, thank you so much for talking with me. Finally, we finally got together. Yeah, thanks for making this happen. For the latest Connecticut business news, events, and resources, visit cbia.com. Follow us on Twitter at CBIA News and on LinkedIn and Facebook. Call us anytime at 860-244-1900. Stay safe out there. <laughs>